Welcome to the Excel in Retirement Show, where financial planning becomes understandable. Your host, David C. Treese, is a licensed financial advisor who specializes in retirement income planning. David's desire for each of his clients is to have financial confidence, protection, and growth. We believe this is achievable with the right plan in place. Together, we'll build a plan specific to your financial goals. We work with clients all over, and we'd love to connect with you. Go to ClientsExcel.com to connect with us. If you'd like to speak with us, call our office at 864-641-7955. Thanks for listening. Now to the show. All right, welcome back to episode 95 of the Excel in Retirement show. My name is David Treese, and I really appreciate you taking a few minutes to listen in today. I hope everything is going well your way and that your spring is off to a good start. In 1989, a children's book titled The Tub People was published. And a couple years ago, we got our daughter Amelia this book. And she wanted it read to her night after night. She gets her favorite books and wants them read repeatedly. In order to make the stories like this more interesting for me, personally, I would sometimes read them in a different voice or I might add to the story a little bit to see if she's paying attention or remembers that we're going off script. You know, it makes it more engaging for me personally. Well, in The Tub People... The book, one of the wooden bathtub toys, so it's a story about wooden bathtub toys and how a kid plays with them in the bathtub. Well, one of these wooden bathtub toys gets stuck in the drain, and a repairman is needed to come out to get the tub child, that's what they called him in the book, out of the drain. And I must have played this one up too many times or a little bit too much because Amelia has developed a phobia of drains. A proud parenting moment, right? (laughs) And her fear of drains has not relented with time. I mean, this has been going on for a couple years now. Our logical explanations about drains are lost on our four-year-old. And we tried to explain to her that there's no physical way that she could get stuck in most drains. But she doesn't get that or, or she's not ready to overcome this phobia yet. Well, on Saturday, we were at the park and someone had left these orange balls uh, out at the park. They were kind of like plastic balls with air in them. And she, uh, she was playing with them. And one of them had rolled over to a drain. And you know how the drain, a lot of times outside storm drains are kind of... Uh, they're in a, uh, a valley, so to speak, or maybe like a, the, where the water will pool or go down to. Well, this ball had rolled down to the drain, and she was very reluctant to try to get the ball off the drain. And we tried to encourage her to get closer to the drain to try to retrieve the ball and help her overcome her fear. She reluctantly tried to work up the courage to get close but her phobia still prevailed, and she is a work in progress when it comes to this. So this made me think. I was thinking about this and sitting there on Saturday out on a beautiful day. We've had terrific weather uh, here lately. If you are somewhere other than the Carolinas, this is, in my opinion, this is the time of year to visit the Carolinas. It is beautiful weather. I enjoy this time of year a lot. Often some of the best things, though, this made me think about, about some of the best things in my life have happened after I overcame a fear. 
And I can think of a few few examples in my life, and I bet I'm not alone in this. You probably have examples of charting new territory and experiencing the reward of greater satisfaction because you stepped out on a ledge and tried something new. We all go through these things, uh, hopefully, in our lifetimes, and they often bring us to new heights, which is amazing. And we just have to have the courage to try new things. About three and a half years ago, I left a pretty secure work position and launched out and founded our financial services company here in Spartanburg. And it was very nerve-wracking to think what may happen if success did not transpire. But the Lord has blessed our efforts and increased our business each year of our existence so far. And this would not have been possible without our clients believing in us and trusting us to help them with some of the most meaningful decisions they make. And I appreciate each one of them and the trust that they have offered us in allowing us to help them navigate their retirement decisions. So in order to clearly articulate our values as a company, we have developed a mission statement that we share with each of the people we interact with now and when we meet with them in our early or initial interactions. And so our mission statement is we believe we are called to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. In order to fulfill this function, we serve our clients with integrity and we treat each of the people we interact with with dignity, respect, and honor. We value the trust our clients place in us to help them meet their financial planning needs and we vow to never lose sight of always doing what's in our clients' best interest. So our goal is to allow these thoughts to inform how we interact with cl- our clients and, and maybe people that are not our clients. And so that's uh, that's an example, I guess, of, of uh, putting one foot in front of the other and seeing where it would go. And I would encourage you to think about things in your life that you may be able to step out on and take a little uh, risk to get a greater reward or to have better quality of life. And sometimes when we overcome those things, like whether it's it's reaching down to the drain that is not a monster and and so forth, it can be very helpful and help us uh, enjoy life to a greater degree, I believe. So let's talk about the economy. Sometimes when we go to the doctor, we are prescribed a medicine. Let's say you had an ailment, maybe it was high blood pressure or something like that. And the doctor may say something like, well, we'll see how you tolerate this new blood pressure medicine. What I think the doctor, and I'm not a medical professional, and I was just telling my wife this, that I am so thankful for medical people, but that is not me. Uh, What I think the doctor is saying, though, when he says, let's see how it goes, is in, in, in those scenarios, though, is that the medicine may help you, but you may have some side effects that are less than pleasant. And the doctor is prescribing the medicine with the intention of following up with you after some time to see how your body did with the medicine. Maybe the drug helped decrease your ailment or whatever was going on and you had no reaction to it. That would be great, right? Or you just had a positive reaction. Let's say it lowered your blood pressure, for example. Or maybe your ailment decreased, but you felt worse. So your blood pressure went down, but you just felt terrible because of the medication. The doctor is testing the situation to see what the best route forward is, and we don't always know that without testing. And so, in this analogy, our economy is like our body in one sense. One of our ailments that the economy has right now is high inflation, and we are all feeling it. And the government's medication for the problem is to increase 
rates, interest rates in little dosages. And so they're just testing. The government is testing to see how the economy reacts to this. A couple weeks ago, rates went up by a quarter point or 0.25%. And they were just testing that to see how that went. And Jerome Powell, the head of the Federal Reserve, has said that there is nothing, that was his words, nothing will stop the government from increasing interest rates by a half a point in May. The expectation is that if the economy tolerates it, rates may go up six times or more this year, which is kind of a crazy number to think about. But uh, given, given the past recent past with interest rates being so low for so long. So First Trust is a portfolio manager. They have economists that help navigate their uh, investments and so forth and, and how to allocate them. But they put out commentary that I enjoy reading. And on March 18th, they released some commentary that said home sales had declined in February by 7.2% and were down 2.4% compared to last year. Now, real estate is one of the first places that see the impact of rising rates because the cost to borrow often increases. When interest rates increase, it costs more for you and I to get a loan to buy a house. We pay more in interest. The commentary stated, and I'll quote, Despite affordability issues, there is still significant pent-up demand with buyer urgency so strong in February that 84% of existing homes sold were on the market for less than a month. The combination of strong demand and sparse supply has pushed median home prices up 15% in the past year. But the good news is that price gains have decelerated since hitting a year-to-year gain of 23.6% in May. Put it all together and we do not foresee any sort of collapse in home sales even with higher mortgage rates. So, did it did the interest rate medicine work so far? It seems to have ha- it seems to have when it comes to real estate. Obviously, there are many other considerations to take into an account, but this is only one example. My takeaway, though, is that we are in a wait-and-see pattern when it comes to the next rate increase in May. I would expect unease in the market to continue this year because the market does not like uncertainty. The market likes predictability. So we may continue to see a market that can't find its footing as it has been the ca- as has been the case this year, and so I would expect the market to be somewhat flat uh, until we have some certainty that comes back to the markets. And what that looks like is unclear at this point. If you're wondering though if your accounts are properly allocated for what's happening with current events. We would be happy to run a complimentary report for you outlining the statistical probability of how your accounts may perform over the next six months. And if we do nothing else for you, we would be happy to rerun this report for you and just to give you more information and be able to allow you to make informed decisions. And these are third-party companies. It's not our data. Uh, It's just some reporting software that we subscribe to. If you'd like to take advantage of this, you can call our office at 864-641-7955. I appreciate you listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day, and we'll be back next week for another show. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Clients Excel are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. 
Any reference to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the insuring carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It's not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet particular needs of an individual situation. Clients Excel is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Clients Excel. The use of logos and or trademarks of podcast hosting sites are the property of their respective owners and are not an endorsement by those owners of our firm or our program.